And welcome everyone to episode number 11 of the VR Pimp Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Velvet, and in this episode, I will be speaking with Scott Mann. And Scott is the Director of Marketing at Naughty America, which is currently the number one ranked VR porn site on VRPimp.com. The Naughty America brand is based in Southern California and has been producing porn since 2004. They are often nominated for and have won several AVN and XBIS awards. They are also known for being one of the very first sites to offer porn videos at 4K resolution. Naughty America became the largest adult film producer to enter the VR porn market when they released their original VR title in July of 2015. Scott and I discuss a wide range of topics in this interview, which runs for just over an hour, so I'm going to keep my commentary to a minimum here, and let's just roll tape and listen to what Scott had to say. So here's my interview with Scott Mann from Naughty America. I talked in my previous podcast about uh, how I saw you at CES a month or so ago. How does that show go for you guys? I know it must be a little different than most adult shows, kind of a different crowd, but what kind of feedback do you get from CES? Definitely a different crowd, but it's the, the reaction is overwhelmingly positive. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I would say half, e- even though there there's a lot of VR tech there, of course, and we're, we're, we're pretty close to the, the VR section. We, we, we can't actually display in that area because we need to be in a confined uh, meeting room. So we're a little bit back further in the meeting room area. But they once word gets out that we're there, it just, you know, by day two, it's like it's nonstop. So it's just like a nonstop line, you know, for a good three out of the four days. And and yeah, uh, every reaction is positive, whether it's their first time seeing it or, you know, they're they're already familiar with it. We'll get people from, you know, uh, like the Sony booth and and um, Samsung and, you know, how deep those guys are are in those companies versus just being hired for the show. I'm not sure, but they're they're pretty blown away to find out that this is going on with, you know, some of their tech. And um, I want to say it was uh, CES last year that you know, a bunch of, uh, I don't know if I can say this, I'll just say it, you can edit it out, but like a bunch of the suits came through and they checked it out and they saw that we were using um, the Gear VRs to demo and they pretty much all, you know, after they viewed it, they set the headsets down and basically gave us a little smirk and a nod. They obviously can't talk about it on a mainstream level. And uh, so that was pretty cool to see. It's a little bit of silent support. But yeah, it, it always, the response is, is overwhelmingly positive for sure. And it, it's very, very busy there. Well, I know you've been there. I've seen you there the last couple of years. Were you there before that? Have you been there a while? So this past year, January, uh, well, this, pa- uh, this past January and then January last year was the first time uh, we were there for this. Prior to that, uh, there has been no, there hasn't been any adult at C- allowed at CES since the beginning of um, the AVN show. So I don't know if you're familiar, but the AVN show was basically formed after CES banned adults from attending their show anymore. Yeah, I know. I talked with uh, one of the higher ups at the CES, and I think they're considering bringing more of it back. Yeah, exactly. And and we have a great relationship with them already. You know, they they certainly were very 
nervous about us showing there and you know gave us very strict rules in terms of what we could show in the and even you know the banners and the, and the marketing materials and we've just we've been very good with that we've kept it very you know kind of intriguing like oh it just looks like some weird futuristic product that's being advertised with with beautiful women but we're not really even showing like cleavage so they you know once they they, they saw the booth and and the um, how professional we were about it they were very pleased and uh, so they invited us back for um, what was our second time this past January they 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 did state that yes there's after we showed last year there's a lot of companies I guess now that are trying to get in but it it's becoming it's becoming uh, kind of overwhelming to the board how many people are applying or, or, or something along those lines so I, I'm sure we will see other studios eventually you just you know, which, hey, great. You know, competition is always a good thing. And and but my advice is just you got to really stick to their rules and uh, uh, you got to play the technology angle because because that's how we got in. That's, I shouldn't say angle. It's a legitimate angle, but it's an angle nonetheless. Now, I know you love going to Vegas and I know probably your favorite <laughs> part of your job is actually communicating with people on Reddit. But what is your <laughs> official position at Naughty America? Director of marketing. I, I, I've been with the company eight years now. When I started, it was uh, as an affiliate manager. And I worked in that department for several years. And then it just kind of morphed into, you know, many hats. A lot of us here are like that. Um, it's a it's a family-owned company. So we're, you know, whereas a lot, a lot of companies, you don't, really interact with the founders and the CEOs that much here it's it's quite the opposite so yeah it's just kind of turned into this this on top of the other things that I do when we started VR in summer of 2015 it it was just like a handful of us who were involved have kind of stayed with it this whole time and at that time when when they were trying to figure it out, it was literally um, uh, the founder Andreas, uh, Lauren, who handles a lot of the uh, 2D production, and then um, I think one of our one of our IT guys. And basically, we we used you know a C stand, went down to the camera store, got some equipment, and just kind of sat in Andreas's office and they, they pretty much just kind of figured it out. You know, they were like where to put the camera, uh, how the person should sit. And, um, it was within a couple weeks from that point, we, we had our first scene and it's just, yeah. And it's just been an evolution ever since then, you know, different rigs, the ups and downs, different crews, but I've always kind of, I've always been involved with it since the beginning, more so from, from the creative side, as far as the scenarios, scripts, some of the marketing. Um, the first year I went to, I went to set quite a bit, especially when we did, you know, big scenes like the spring break scenes or like Fidelio, um, which was that, that big new Year's scene. Um, so that, that's pretty much been my involvement with it. And it, and it continues to be, but it's kind of turning into more of a group effort now. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of these new series, like After School, for example, which will always feature three girls. 
that that was an uh, an idea that came from Andreas, and uh, as far as I can tell, the the feedback on it's been pretty excellent and um, pretty straightforward, but very effective scenarios. So um, yeah, it's been fun. Do you still write then scripts or? Yeah, um, the scripts are usually relatively short. I, I I especially as this thing has gone on, obviously uh, with with again the the great you know do you want to give the guys on reddit a, a lot of credit because they've given us great feedback and and especially when you're getting getting kind of a majority vote for no definitely don't have the male talent talking then it's like okay now we know because we did do for example the the Randy's road stop thing um, where you know you you're the character of Randy and he does talk and as as much as we thought it was cool the the first year of VR porn most people did not find it <laughs> to be very cool because because it was breaking immersion and and I think we were you know for ourselves we were still trying to figure out well how immersed do you have to be or or is that really effect, you know is that really affecting your immersion because I think we were still so excited just by the basic idea of of whoa I'm kind of sitting here in this guy's body and I can look around and and the head tracking and the whole deal and feeling like you're with the girl that to us was still so exciting that you know, I, I don't think we were thinking about all the little details. You know, how much does the guy use his hands? Um, or hearing his voice is going to suddenly take me out of out of the experience. And, and it was just funny because most of us here in the office, like we, we didn't we didn't feel you know we didn't think that way. We didn't think it like you know broke it that much. So, anyways, I, I know it's a little bit off of what topic of what you said, but through that process, the scripts have. Uh, they've become more refined to just highlight, make sure you're getting kissing, make sure you're getting centered eye contact, make sure you're not cutting off the heads, uh, especially, you know, when the girl's in cowgirl, make sure she's not leaning, leaning back too far, all that stuff, like all the basics, those are, are repeated in, in each script. And so you can, you can kind of say that the script has become, uh, more of like a, a guideline to the scene, and then I'll still write, you know, here's the basic scenario, here's the opening scene, and then the sex can kind of be a mixture of things, but I'll be sure to, you know, note, you know, must include Intimate Missionary because that's popular with, I think, everybody on Reddit at this point. Can you kind of go through time timing wise and just what the whole process is of making a vr porn video starting i guess it starts with booking the talent yep you know and and now we're up to three you know three updates a week and then and planning even further ahead for other new series that we're planning um that we haven't announced yet so it's as as you you stack those things yeah it, it gets even more difficult so especially when you're you know you're booking this talent in advance and you have big plans for the scenes they're going to be in and then last minute uh they're sick or they cancel or they can't you know like that stuff goes on day in and day out so you know i, I guess if this is a little bit of a uh, little bit of inside information for people listening um, just so they know, like, yeah, it, it, it's insanely frustrating when, 
we like let's say we're trying to get like Ava Adams and it takes months to get her um but that's just that's just how it is like she lives in in Texas and she only travels so often and and we can't shoot it there so um it's just a matter of timing and scheduling recently there was a, a Kayla Caden scene and it was you know the second or third scene in a short span of time but again, just so people understand, it was, it was just a scheduling thing. It's just the way that it came in because we lost out on other scenes. Plus, she's, you know, she's local to where we shoot. So, so it's easier to, to any, any of the girls who are local there, um, it's easier to, to have them fill in for us or to kind of, you know, to book last second. So, um, so yes, it starts with the bookings. And now that we've been doing this for over two years, it's easier to try to, you know, uh, pick talent based on certain scenarios we want to do or existing series like PSE. Like, you know, that that should usually be a very seasoned porn star who knows how to work the camera uh, verbally, um, good eye contact, uh, things of that nature. So when we're planning these things, we will try to plan them for specific parts, but it just, it doesn't always work out that way. So that's where it starts. And then once they're booked and once they're, um, you know, I, I have a, sometimes a very small window to throw together a, a script idea. Um, sometimes I get like a two week lead, in which case there's time to, if there's, you know, certain, uh, special props we want to order or special outfits, it gives us a little bit of time to do that. Um, sometimes it's less than a 24 hour notice and it's just like, Hey, I can get so-and-so tomorrow. And it's like 4 PM and I'm still at the office and I'm like, okay, great. And now I got to like think of something. So yeah, it, the, the process overall varies, but if, if you wanted to put like a timeline on it, it's like, okay, once it's booked, and the girl makes it to set. I think that I think their sh the shoot day is anywhere from like I know it's gone upwards of twelve hours before twelve thirteen hours, but that's usually a multi girl scene or there's there's more story elements to it where you're you know you're switching rooms like we did that Silicon Valley sex party scene recently. That was a two part uh, uh, or I'm sorry a two day shoot because there's there's so many elements to it and it just it wasn't realistic to squeeze it into like a 14 or 15 hour shoot so uh t but typically for you know a vr day is averages around eight hours i want to say and then once you got it in the can how long does that take from shoot to kind of posting it on your website it's usually shipped to us like fedex overnight within uh 24 to 48 hours after it's shot and then we get it in house and the second we get it in house the guys start uh editing because yeah the processing time on a single scene is, is i think it runs somewhere from like 24 to 36 hours to bake the thing and then if there's any issues um that's why sometimes we've had to to delay let's say a, a friday release and there's a problem last second on Thursday, then we got to push it to like Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, th that's God. And I think the first year we were doing this, I feel like we ran into that quite a bit, but you know, I, the, the member base people on Reddit, like they're, they're good about that. They would rather have a, 
you know, wait a little bit longer for a scene that's corrected than putting out um, a damaged scene. Now, you talked about the talent. You guys, obviously, you used mostly established porn stars there, but you try to keep it kind of a mix between younger and a little bit older girls. Yeah, I think offering a, a balance is good. I, I mean, we all do, certainly. And, and maybe we started out, you know, mostly MILFs, mostly just the big name porn stars, which I guess lean more towards the MILF side. And, you know, that's that's been another interesting learning experience on Reddit is what is MILF to some people or like, you know, to new generations of porn users. Um, for us, like, like MILFs were a very particular, you know, somebody who's at least like, like 30 plus, we would think of as MILFs. And then I think being here all these years, we don't realize like, oh yeah, like Rachel Starr is like into her 30s and Rachel Rocks is into her 30s. And so we just, it, it took a little bit longer for that to click for us. Um, I don't know if they were the best examples, but it is interesting though that on Reddit, it seems like girls who are like 26, 27 and up, some of these people are, are you know, they're considering them to be MILFs. And I just never, never viewed a girl in her 20s to be a MILF. Um, I guess 29, you could say that. But at Naughty America, MILFs always had a very particular look. The Like Julia Anns, the Emma Stars, um, Duma, um, all, like all those, those classic women, uh, Lisa Ann, you know, that is very much like, that was like the original MILF. And now I guess maybe they're entering cougar territory um, or some new word that's that, you know, millennials <laughs> think of tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, we do, we don't want to just be like stuck in the past. We want to change with the times, but we're still going to put out what we're known for as well, which is, you know, like good MILF content using, using big names, but certainly, yes, we're going to definitely start sprinkling in, uh, younger talents and 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 new talents. Uh, the this after school scene we just put out, I think the last week. Emily Willis, she's a, a relatively new girl. I, we've never seen her before, and I, I think she was great. She was awesome. And uh, so yeah, we'll always we'll always keep doing doing a, a, a mixture of variety, trying to please everyone. I think the after school series has been awesome because it's been bouncing back and forth from like three young girls to three MILFs. And so it's definitely giving a little bit of everything for everyone. Is the, I was going to ask you how you would kind of describe naughty America. It's not really a typical porn site because you've got, I think maybe like 50 different sites under one subscription or close to that. How would you describe naughty America at this point in time? Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because we, we we are kind of in the middle of this this metamorphosis where we're like you know it even seem it feels dated or it has for quite a while it feels dated to say like oh we're a mega site and we contain like forty five fifty websites within a site like we don't we're, we're already not looking at it like that anymore it's more like you would think of uh like hbo or showtime and then here's the original series and that's definitely you'll start to see the website i think go in that direction 
Um, we launched our new members area. I think it was late, late last year, um, which we're very happy with. And I, and I think it really kind of represents the direction of where it's going. You, you've got this sort of net, net Netflix style feeds that you can swipe. Uh, some of the rows, like the VR uh, row, it's like all these posters, just like regular movie box covers. And, um, so I, I think you're going to see it continue to evolve and we're going to start to offer channels of content that were not uh, typical of naughty America. So we were always, you know, known as kind of like, like vanilla hardcore where the kinkiest thing we had w would be anal and, and we didn't really um, do anything as far as like uh, S and M or, BDSM or, um, you know, even foot like fetishes, like foot fetish, any of that stuff. And, and I think now we're moving in a direction where you may start to see some of that stuff, get, uh, be incorporated into the members area. And, um, definitely, I, I don't want to say becoming more open-minded because I mean, we'll, you know, look at who we are. I, I think we've been open-minded since day one, but uh, like venturing out and that we don't have to be so stuck to, well, Naughty America is a MILF brand and, and that's it. And those are the only fan. Like, no, we're definitely going to start. Uh, I think we already have started to really mix it up. Can you kind of gauge the popularity or what people are subscribing to your site for as far as VR versus 2D? Do you really have an idea of what members are watching? Um. In the most basic sense, as far as the viewership of 2D versus VR or the combination of people who watch both, uh, we do have a pretty good handle on that. And compared to where it was in 2015, it, it's it, uh, the growth has been pretty, um, uh, pretty amazing. And I don't, w without giving out specific numbers, I can say that a good probably probably more you know upwards of 30 something percent of our our member base is at minimum uh, uh consumes both 2d and vr and and vr exclusively is is uh i, I can't really put a number on it right now but it, it's it it's huge compared to where it was in 2015 yeah i can imagine you guys have to look at that and say, wow, we need to do more. Do you even talk about maybe taking some sites that have been 2D and possibly making that like a channel and a VR channel and using that same kind of content? I, I want to say it was like a, uh, a little over a year ago. We did that a few times where we just took the concept of like, oh, it's like a My Friend's Hot Mom scene and call it My Friend's Hot Mom VR. I, I think we did do a couple like sprinkled them in and it didn't really have like ideas on the spot or maybe we were pressed for time. So, Oh, let's just do a scenario like this. Um, so w we did put some out there like that, but I think at the end of the day, it, it's uh, creating it like it's a new series or giving it a, a fresh title, I think helps to get new attention. You know, this is something new. This is something different than what we've done, even though you could say at the end of the day, it's like another MILF scenario. Um, I, I, I do think it, it, it gets people to look at it in a different way, but you know, maybe, maybe people who haven't 
given VR a try yet, maybe it would help if they were saying like, well, I've been a fan, you know, a fan of my friend's hot mom for nearly a decade. So now I'm seeing my friend's hot mom VR. It might be, it might help make it more of a comfortable transition for them. Like, you know, going from a flip phone to a smartphone. Well, you mentioned Randy's road stop earlier and you also have big tits in VR and then you have real teens as well. What, are the status of those sites are i know you've been updating big big tits in vr and then there was a little bit of rumors that you might do the same for real teens yeah so those were um you know originally intended as one-offs just just because again as a company you know you got you got to try things to get data and and how are we going to know and so we figured well let's just kind of put out these niche sites let's see how they sell and and you know whether they're a success or not, the the plan was not necessarily to endlessly update them. It was to put them out, gather data over a period of months, and then just let it you know kind of chill for a bit while we figure out what to do with that data. And um, to get Randy's out of the way, that was definitely an experimental thing. You know, again, I think that was during the first year of VR, and we were just having. It was just like we were just in the office, like we're just having fun with it. Maybe other people will appreciate it. Maybe they won't. It, it was it kind of got weird for a minute. There's like the drill dough thing that he uses, but it was fun, fun, creative thing to do. And I'm sure there's people out there who will enjoy it on some level, even if it's just entertainment. And and it did seem to start kind of getting this sort of cult following. People would be private messaging me all the time, asking me about it. I don't know if they're embarrassed to talk about it in public, but no shame. I think it was a fun, cool series, and I think the girls who are in it, you know, it, it almost seemed legitimate in a way. Like, they're out here at this seedy place in the middle of the desert, which it was, by the way. It was, there was, I don't know if you ever saw it, but there's tumbleweed in front of the door. That was legitimate tumbleweed that was there at that building. So that was definitely an experimental thing. I don't think anybody had high expectations for it necessarily. But then, so then certainly when we move to, okay, let's experience, uh, or I'm sorry, experiment with niches uh, we know are probably going to do well or are already popular, like big tits and teens, that's why we did those. And um, as you probably know, with real teens, we, we really stuck you know we stuck to the the title those girls at the time when we shot them were truly 18 and 19 only and um it was interesting because then we did get a lot of people giving us feedback you know like oh god why do you have to stick to that you know you can shoot 20 and 21 year olds okay well but it like that was the concept of that site so maybe we will bring it back where it'll will extend into that age range but uh, there, there is, there is consideration for real teens again. Yeah, that's why we kind of, sort of, why it was teased in that, what was it, uh, the porn casting scene that just came out. But it's, it's not set in stone. Well, you're up to, you mentioned it, three scenes per week now. One of the, I guess, only a couple that are doing that. And this is at a time when other sites, some other sites, are sort of scaling back even to one scene per week or trying to find other ways to monetize their content by, you know, selling their back catalog or even sourcing content from third parties. You guys 
haven't done that. You've kept everything in-house, I think, from the beginning. Is that correct? Yes, correct. NA has always been that way. And, and in, in fact, we've never even licensed NA uh, to anyone, to any, over all these years, all the different platforms where, you know, you could, um, uh, sell VOD. Um, it's when, when I would go to the affiliate shows every year, it was like half, half the meetings I would have were all platforms that, that wanted to, to license our content. We just, we, 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 we never, never did it, wanted to keep it very much. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I mentioned HBO a lot, but that's, that, I think I believe that's how they are. They don't license to anybody. They keep it stri- strictly in house. And um, yeah, they'll have DVDs. We we do DVDs of of, of uh, you know different. Uh, we'll put scene, different scenes together, and we'll put out DVDs. But beyond that, we don't. Yeah, everything's kept in house, and it's all kept exclusive to NA.com. So you mentioned it a couple of times. The big thing that's happening right now are the channels with the PSC or Porn Star Experience, TNA, and I think you have the uh, After School as well, and maybe a few others. So can you explain a little bit how that's going to work? Everybody's worried that you know you're going to spin all these off and charge an extra fee. So can you explain, or maybe is that still in flux? Have you made a decision on that yet? So it's. Um... No, no, like, like no, nothing is solid yet other than the initial announcement stated, you know, <laughs> these things were going to be removed from from the members area uh, or, or, you know, if you were an active user at that time, it was going to be removed from from your your membership. So here's a heads up to download it. That it, admittedly, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't big enough of a, a heads up, and unfortunately on Reddit you can't change the thread titles. Like you can't edit the thread title; you can only edit the actual post. And so I really wanted to go back and like delete it and repost it after we're like, wait, no, you know, scratch that. If that is going to happen, it's gonna it's not going to be for at least a couple weeks, but. The reality is, and and I think it's okay for me to say this right now, um, that pretty much anybody who's an active member up to that point, or even right now, your um, or no, I should say up to that point, you you're basically grandfathered in, and it's probably going to stay that way. So if if you when we started breaking out those channels, if you were a paying member who had access to those same scenes, you'll continue to have access to those scenes. We're not going to take them away. But what will happen is if, um, cause some people, they cancel and come back, they keep canceling and coming back. Um, if you cancel and you come back and if you want that content again, you will have to pay for it separately. And, um, those channels are being offered in two different ways. So you can either pay a monthly recurring membership or you can pay for unlimited access, which means you pay a, a one-time, a one-time fee. You get access to it as many times you can download it as many times as you want, provided your Naughty America membership is active. Um, if you cancel and you want to come back later, yeah, you, you would you would have to purchase it again. But of course, if you have the space to download and save it, I recommend doing that. 
And is that for, is there 2D channels that are involved in that or is this just VR? No, we, we, there are 2D actually. So, and, and, and again, like I would, if I was a, you know, a consumer and a member and I saw that, I would initially be like, wait a minute, you know, absolutely. I would react with what's going on here kind of sounds like a shakedown or something. But if you, if you really read it and I gave my two cents on it, which I think has been downloaded off the page now, but it was just, just being realistic and not a guy who works here. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, a company's, they've got to pay for more content. Right. And we added a third update at, at no additional charge. And, and, and I know some people looked at that as like, well, no, there was a cost and this is it. Well, no, it, there's still three updates a week that we're, we're paying to produce that. And we didn't increase the cost of whatever, whatever active membership you had at that time. It, it was at no additional cost to you. We're, we're doing another update. In fact, the after school series that involves three girls every time. So that's like the cost of a regular scene times three. So it, there, there wasn't, you know, unfortunately, I, I think that introducing this channel's experiment was overshadowing the fact that we added, we just added this third update and we're putting out these scenes with multiple girls again. But, but again, you know, I'm not, what do you call it? I'm, uh, I don't want to say offend anybody. Um, I'm not, I'm not Mr. You know, business guy or whatever. Like I'm very much, I'm a very non BS realistic person. I'm with the people, but I'm also, you know, with, with the company and understanding that they need profit to put out more content. Cause at the end of the day, very passionate group of people here. I can promise you that, uh, especially the founder, this, all this started with his fantasies, naughty America going all the way back my friend's hot mom, my first sex teacher, notice the word my in there, you know, those are his things. Like it came from his head because he's like, in, you know, they're legitimate fantasies. So it's definitely a passionate bunch here, but to get data and to figure out where we can go next and where we can afford to go next. Yeah. We have to do things like this sometime. And, and there's no, there's zero, you know, negative, uh, intentions here, of course, you know, uh, whatever we can, if we can offer a good product at a reasonable price to people, that's the goal. Like we want everybody to be happy and at the end of the day, enjoy it. But it's, you, you got to think about the industry and where it's at today. Uh, I, I got into the adult industry in o, 03 going into 04 and the dawn of the tube sites, piracy, all those things, it, it's kind of a miracle that there's still the studios still standing, you, you know, the studios that are still standing. It's kind of a miracle that it's still going on with, with, with everything, you know, with everything that's happened. And I think that's what's been great about VR. It reintroduced a medium where you kind of have to download the videos and you're dealing with these large file sizes. It makes piracy a little bit more inconvenient, at least for the time being. And I think also it's opened a lot of people's eyes. I've seen a lot of people on Reddit post about it too, that they're finding themselves paying for porn for the first time ever because they, it's like an investment for them. And, and they want to see more. They want to see it do good. They want to see it you know, take off. I, I think it's a good thing that's going on. And hopefully people will see that 
when we do something like this, it's, it's for the sake of, you know, we got to get data and we just got to figure out how can we fund more and more and more content? Cause that, that's kind of the goal. We want to put out tons of VR, but it, you know, ideally it does get to a place where like, Oh cool. I can come in and I'm only interested in porn star experience. Great. And I can, I can buy that. Like I can buy that channel and if there are future updates, I'm always guaranteed to keep getting those updates if I paid for that one-time charge. You know, I, I, I think I think as it all shakes out and the dust settles and we kind of and we kind of figure out uh, we get it optimized, I, I think overall people will be pretty happy with it. Well, hey, these are certainly good problems to have after only being at this for a couple of years. No, I think it means you're at a good spot. That's a, it's so weird that you say that because a uh, good problem slogan in this office, um, especially with these types of things. Because I, I, to be honest, I, I, I'll have my initial reactions to a lot of these moves are would be more in line, I think, with the fan base on Reddit, where I'll be thinking like, oh, what? No, you can't I'm just going to like take away content from them and, you know, my initial reactions usually usually start there, but then I work through it and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I, I know the cost of these things and I know the reality. And I also know that there are people who they might take advantage of how uh, um, how they are acquiring content from us that 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 hurts us. And whether that was like a, a loophole of some sort or a uh, discount code that didn't expire whatever it is you know the the stuff is not it's not free and and it's it takes a whole company here to put all this stuff out and keep it coming and um you know working with these big name stars like putting out that caliber of content is not cheap by any means so um but at the same time we don't want to we want to be realistic in what we charge and and I, I think, you know, Naughty America has always technically been cheaper than a lot of, a lot of other networks that uh, might be putting out the same caliber of content in terms of talent. And we've always been like, you know, for our monthly, like a lot of sites, they're $29.95. We've always been $24.95. And uh, our annual that's been going on for a long time, that was intended to be kind of a promotion. We've left it up for a long time. It's five ninety five a month. It's crazy. So yeah, hopefully. But you know, the end goal. Everybody's happy. There's something for everybody. They everybody feels like they're par- paying a fair price for quality content. That's the goal. It's not to sit back and and like smoke cigars and laughing laughing maniacally or something. <laughs> well, you guys have always produced great content. So. Obviously, more of it is just a better thing for everybody. But let, let's talk a little bit on the technical side. You mentioned in the beginning going to the store, buying a camera, putting it together in the office. How many different iterations of cameras have you gone through, and where are you at now with your camera rigs? I think the so the current rig that we're on is, I guess it's technically three. No, it's I, I, it's probably rig 4.0 at this point. And it does deliver, so I'll just get right into it as far as the specs. It, it can deliver a file that is, I believe it's technically 5.6K. Um, we have not put out that file 
because it tends to stutter. So um, I was actually just talking with the the, the lead editor today because I knew I was going to be talking to you. And um, him and I had discussed this previously, but I kind of wanted him to uh, to refresh my memory as to you know why aren't we pushing that file type? I, I noticed on Reddit a lot of studios are talking about 5K files. I think there's some talk of like 6K. And the only reason we haven't, um, since, since acquiring this new rig and running it and shooting scenes on it, we still haven't put out that file due to the stuttering. So meaning that when we view it on any of our equipment, our Oculus or our Vive, or if we're getting stuttering there, we, f- we feel, well, most consumers at home are probably going to witness the same thing. And we've always been kind of careful about putting out, put it, putting something out that we know is not going to perform the best that it could. We actually went through that with the, um, the PS4 file type. That's why we didn't put it out for a long time, uh, because it seemed to deliver the experience that was more in line with um, uh, like the mobile file. And we were, um, we talked to uh, Little Star, I, I imagine you might be familiar with, who um, Little Star puts out the app so you can watch VR. And uh, they told us for quite some time that they were planning a new update to come out that would uh, greatly improve the quality. So we were just, again, it was like we were just sitting on that we're waiting for the right moment. But, you know, at this point, we didn't know when it was coming and people were, uh, asking for it. So we just, we, we finally just started adding the, the PS4 file. Um, so if this new rig, it brings this new file, this new, new higher res file. And I think we're looking at maybe releasing that file type, uh, starting next week, if possible. In the beginning, of course, everybody had problems with their camera setups, but positioning wise angles have been great recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and I know, I know even even though the new rig has been in play for the last like half dozen scenes, I know there has been some uh, up and down in terms of the image quality. A lot of people have commented on it. I've I've I'm aware of it as well, um, and that is a matter of uh, they're still just they're doing some tweaks, fine tuning some settings with the new rig. But it's you know the the Nicole Aniston scene that went live, I believe yesterday. Uh, I think that's one of the, the best looking ones we've had. So I think they've just about got it dialed in. Even I won't, I won't use his name, but but a guy who's been the most critical of us on there, uh, he even gave it the thumbs up, which was shock. I thought he was in the wrong thread. You know, once that's dialed in, the the other scenes in, in the past two weeks, they're gonna the editors are gonna go back. And they're going to retweak those as well. So you should see here, it's kind of like, you know, if not with tomorrow's update, hopefully Fridays, you'll, you should finally see uh, some consistency in the terms of image quality based off of our new rig. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, glad to hear that. Everybody, everybody really, uh, for the top VR sites anyway, everybody's been making, you know, huge steps forward as far as image quality is concerned this year it's like compared to last year it's crazy everybody's just so much better this year yeah exactly and 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 it's exciting it's exciting to see all the studios improving and you know because it definitely it pushes other studios to to improve their product i mean we've seen some funny things go on where i i won't 
I won't use names, but you've seen studios try to appear on Reddit and say, here's our, you know, here's our VR porn. And it, it wasn't even 3d. It was just 2d is 2d like watching 2d in a VR headset. I just thought that was so funny that, that people thought they could, you know, pull that on, on, on this hardcore group of, uh, uh, VR enthusiasts. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's been very, um, it's awesome to be a part of, such a hardcore group of people. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously it gets, uh, the, the criticism can get a little, little heated sometimes or whatever, but Hey, it, it you know, it's just, uh, it's a bunch of passionate people, but, I, but I do enjoy people kind of coming out of the woodwork and they're like, yeah, here's our VR. And they shot it on like a pocket cam, and, and everybody just kind of like get that shit out of here and it's like and it, I'm, I'm not dissing anybody because we're you know we're still ironing our own things out but it's just that's it's cool to see that that's where we're at now and it, and and newcomers who are still at that level they'll they'll quickly see whoa you know look at how far this has come and um and, and that's the other thing you know this this whole uh, a medium since day one there's no handbook there is no kit you could buy there was no you know this is how you do it all of us studios uh, to some degree i think we all have custom rigs or components on the rig that are custom we've all figured out our own techniques for camera placement um uh things of that nature and uh so it's been very fascinating to see and, and it's been fascinating to watch everybody you know try to figure out what kind of voodoo check vr has been doing since day one because there's there's just been so sharp and um you know so all the all the credit in the world to them are for us in the beginning absolutely our scale was like off the charts but at that time we were so excited <laughs> it's like oh my god like look at here it's working like here's vr porn we didn't think so much about the scale and that we were more or less putting out giant tis porn at that time uh but then eventually like we got it and then it's i know there's still some people who feel our scale is too big and you you could say it's not a hundred percent precise but it's compared to where it was i i would say it's pretty damn close and um you know and and based on seeing these girls in person and if that girl if i was laying on my back exactly how the guy is in the video and that girl was angled over me at that exact angle exactly like what what would that look like in real life and and so that's what we go off of when you get, let's say, one guy out of 30 comments is like, whoa, this scale is way off. And then everybody else is like, mm, no, this is pretty good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with this. You know, it, it's, it, we, we still want to get it to be as precise as possible, but I remember some studios that were being praised as having the best scale, and the reality was it was actually on the smaller side. And, and this was, you know, and again, it wasn't to say that it looked bad, but I'm sitting here thinking, well, if you met any of these girls in person, you would know that they're not that tiny. So it, it, it's the scale thing has been very interesting to, to, to watch uh, between the different studios. And, um, you know, but hey, at the end of the day, 
nobody's, uh, you know, uh, at least on our side, we're, we're not giving up. We're certainly never, we've never grown complacent. I know sometimes if, um, we don't have a scale, this, that, or the other fixed within 24 hours, people think that we're just giving up and it's, it's just not the case. Like we gotta, we still gotta put out a promised, a promised update while we're like scrambling to figure all this stuff out. In my opinion, you guys are doing a great job. I thank you. Love your content. Scale wise, it fits my body. When I look at the guy, you know, it looks like my body. I, that's kind of what I always judge a scale by. But generally, you're right. The consensus is a little bit smaller. Yeah, and 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 I don't. I've kind of refrained from saying like, "Are you laying in the exact position the guy is?" Because the you know. Also, depending on which app you're using and 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 what it offers in terms of, of uh, settings and IPD and all those things, you know, I, I can only guess that sometimes in some of these threads where 90% of the feedback is like, okay, technically this is pretty awesome, this is pretty damn close or pretty spot on, and then you got one guy who's just like, this is absolute crap, I can only think like, Maybe his IPD is unusual or he's really tall or really short or like, I don't know what his setup is. So it's fresh, but it's frustrating even, even knowing that that one person, it's so off for them. Like you, you want to figure it out. You want it to be, you want everybody's experience to be good. You want everybody to like you, but it's just not, sometimes you just get to a point where like, okay, I just, I just don't see what they're seeing. And we don't know what else to do because we're not getting enough complaints on that particular scene to look into it any further, you know, uh, um, but we've never, we've never just like, no, like ha- have had a known issue and gone, well, it is what it is. We're still making money. Like it's never that way. It drives us crazy when there's an issue and when it, you know, it's taking us a while to figure it out. But yeah, pretty, pretty happy with, with, with where, where we're at and where it's going to go. You know, on my last podcast, I also mentioned uh, in, when I was in Vegas at the show, at CES show, you had an AR app there. Is there any anything coming with that? Are you still working on it? No. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's been any developments um, since then. I, I think that maybe maybe it was it was put on pause. Um, that that certainly was a very early beta that you saw. I, I, th- I still think it was a, it was cool to see it in person um, and, and to see who's it. I think we used Jinx Maze was the model and to kind of just see her standing there in the booth. I, you know, even for myself, I thought, you know, Hey, this is a really simple novelty thing. You could go home at lunch or, you know, go, <laughs> go in the stall at, at the bathroom at work and you could just, have a girl right there standing in front of you in the stall. And, um, uh, that's pretty much what that thing offered, but, uh, it was, you know, still a little rough around the edges. Some, some of the modeling of the girl was a little off and, um, you know, as far as like, what could we do with that and where can we take it? It's kind of, it's just kind of back in the lab right now because I I think it was, it was just, it was something that we were excited by just like, Hey, look what we did. You know, it was just a, a fun bonus thing to check out. But realistically, where where we would actually want to go with AR or where it could go is so much more than that. That was just that was just kind of a little a fun little bonus to shoot. I I, I think more than anything, it was just to say, hey, look, we're 
already looking into you know to the next technology and and we're always going to be that way which i is a blessing and a curse because sometimes it's it's overwhelming when you're looking into the next next technology when you're still trying to perfect the current technology but um definitely something i've appreciated at this company is there's a new as soon as new tech comes out we'll try to embrace it even if there's no market i mean we we had 4k content and hardly anybody had a 4K TV, for example. Um, but we knew, like, well, you know, it's kind of going to become the standard eventually, so we might as well just start doing it now. One thing that I saw you promoting on Reddit was a VR chat with your CEO. Is that something new that you guys just started? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say we really started it. It was something we were experimenting with, more in particular that the founder, he checked it out one day and he was really into it. I think he was on, uh, he checked out the VR chat Twitter and it was just one thing led to another. You know, we, some of us were aware of the crazy, I don't know if you've seen any of the crazy videos on YouTube of people running around in VR chat and how much of a bad acid trip that can be. We did give him the heads up on that, but you know, he checked it out for himself regardless and, and, and he really enjoyed it. He really does like you know he likes to interact with the fans he likes to you know get get very personable allow people to private message him because he, he's always been very much into uh, the creative process and, and the actual content from the start versus it just being a business you know and uh, uh and, and generating revenue so yeah, he, he tried it out a few times. I, I don't think there was too many people in there. I'm kind of getting the impression, at least on the Oculus uh, NSFW Reddit, that maybe not too many are familiar with it yet or just not interested. So he, he, I'm sure he will be trying it out again soon, but we'll probably you know advertise it for a time that's more realistic, whereas the two times he's done it so far, I think... It was uh, around like one, you know, one p.m. in the afternoon, uh, our time, PSD. I was going to ask you on the. I've seen some of your videos on the FeelMe platform. Are you going to do anything with interactive devices? Any plans for that? Yeah, there, there was. Um, I know the the founder. He's been pretty big as far as following. Is it Teledonics? We've continued to follow it, but it it, it was just a matter of if the experience. You know, if we don't feel the experience is solid enough, we're not we're not going to push it too hard. You know, I, I don't, and I'm not speaking against. Uh, obviously, feel me. We felt there's enough there as, as we we are working with some of their videos in the members area. I think the we are going to be pushing out ten ten of our VR scenes that are compatible with them. If they're not already live, they should be live. I think in the next month or two. So we are we are kind of like we're starting to experiment with it. Um, I know there was some some of the devices that came out. There was uh, they were pretty hyped up, but then ultimately some of the reviews that I saw on Reddit, for example, were not very favorable. So it's it's just a matter of a, a good experience. Like we would only want to push something that's gonna uh, make your experience that much better. Yeah, I've tried it a bit myself, and uh, yeah, like you said, kind of mixed reviews on it, but it's going to be big, just like everything associated with VR is just growing and growing. And how do you see the growth in VR right now? You guys 
for me, I, it's always a little bit bumpy whenever there's a new headset or something that comes out. I always see a jump. Is it similar for you? Yeah, we're kind of anticipating the uh, the standalone headsets now. So we're, we're expecting to see uh, a bit of a, a, a jump when those start hitting. I, I know we had, I believe the founder has the um, the Lenovo standalone headset. He has a, he has a demo unit that he's been using and, and he, he loves it. He, he says it's incredible. The experience is incredible. And he's just, you know, he pulls out the little, the, the little card and he's just, boom, you know, here's all my scenes I have loaded up. Here's my Friday night. And, um, uh, yeah, he, he says it's been awesome. It, it's, it's been a kind of a game changer for him in, in, in viewing the content. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that that convenience will will kind of uh, open the valves a little bit more as far as um, the number of VR consumers. Yeah, that was what I was hearing at the uh, Xbiz show and the the uh, AVN show as well. Everybody's really f- looking forward to people getting those new standalone headsets and hoping that that'll be the the big boost that VR really needs to kind of push it to the next level. Yeah, I, I obviously the uh, Oculus and the Vive, they've certainly offered the the higher end experience since the beginning, but the um, you know uh, the convenience of the Gear VR, in my opinion, it just kind of it, it just it kind of outbalanced those in that well, it, it's you know Samsung was giving them away with phones for a while so much easier just pop your phone in the resolution was was pretty damn good for for what it is and just being strapped to anytime i would use the 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 vive or the oculus here in the office it's just those huge thick cords um it just it's just just too much it just reminded me of like like the like predator or something he's got all those little tubes hooked up to his head it was just too much and um so yeah I, i think this these new new wave of headsets are really gonna uh, hopefully shake things up, and, and and you know, and I think the more that you start to see VR in the in the mainstream, even you know, just in like commercials or or uh, uh, TV TV shows or movies, there's that Ready Player One movie coming out. I don't I don't know if that's actually like VR, but I saw a trailer for it, and everybody's wearing some kind of visor type glasses or something so i'm guessing there's elements of vr in there but the more that that gets out there i think it's you know the more it's uh burns in people's heads is is like oh this is a this is a thing that's available now it's everything that's coming out now this year it seems like 2018 is going to be the year that everybody hoped 2017 would so right yeah 2017 was definitely i i think 2016 Everybody was like, okay, yeah, we're anticipating this this huge VR surge around the holidays, but I, I think I think it was a little uh, a little too ambitious for the time. Like people were still, it was still word of mouth. Like, wait, what? There's VR, like VR, what? And and so they were just, it was still slowly realizing that this stuff was was uh, you know starting to be made available, and then so 2017. I think truly people were were banking on okay this is going to be the VR holiday season and and it still it, it didn't quite hit the way that I think we thought it was going to so I, I I do think 2018 is shaping up to be that year 
And, um, you know, one thing that's been made clear to us this whole time is as far as VR technology goes, it's like it's definitely it's definitely even known amongst, you know, mainstream companies that um, adult is pretty much what I think is carrying it. And I think that's what everybody's kind of kind of assuming. And, hey, I, I would I would tend to believe it. Yeah, and you guys are a big part of that, no doubt. So I think we've just about covered everything. We covered so much, but perhaps you have anything else you want to add that I didn't get to? Nothing else I can think of. Um, no, I, I I think that's pretty much you know. Hopefully, that gives a little insight into you know what's going on over here and what are those guys thinking and you know I, I don't know if anybody from Reddit you know, ends up listening to this, like, like hopefully they can just get a feel for, Hey, you know, these are, these are like, these are real, real people who are, are, you know, passionate about this thing. And like, we're actually into it and, and we want to be as creative as possible. I I mean, to be honest, like it's, we, we, we would probably be the first ones to admit that it's like the surface has barely been scratched for offering, a true experience in VR. And what I mean by that is, you know, something that's almost more cinematic or you're driving around in a car, you're doing that, like all those things, like all that stuff, I'd imagine it's going to be coming, but it's just the, you know, the technology catching up with people's uh, imaginations basically. And, and, and that's been the most kind of restrictive thing in the past uh, over two, like two and a half years into this, but that that's just ho- hopefully th- this this gives people a little bit of insight into who we are and 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 how we think and you know just how awesome we think it is that this even exists and uh, you know we're, we're we're fans just as much as they are and and when other studios put out you know awesome scenes or or do some kind of you know, new little gimmick within the scene, whatever it is, like, like we take note and we're like, wow, that's awesome. And, uh, we're just, we feel like we're all in this together. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think 2018 definitely for us is going to be the best, is going to be our best year yet. And a lot of fun, uh, fun new series are going to be coming new concepts. I think it'd be cool to do like a Randy's two or something, but I think we have, so many other ideas to do that uh, I, I think people will be very pleased with us this year. Yep, I've always enjoyed your content. Always enjoy talking to you. You, uh, you know, you've done it again. You've actually taught me a lot that I didn't know before this conversation. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody out there is going to learn a lot from this. So thanks a lot. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I didn't think I was going to be able to offer you anything, so I'm glad. I'm glad it turned out that way. Hopefully. Yeah, it was excellent. So I'm definitely going to get it out there as quickly as possible. And once again, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. And many thanks again to Scott for taking the time to talk with me and for giving all of us some great insights into how the Naughty America VR program and the Naughty America brand has been evolving and growing over the past few years. It's going to be really interesting to follow their development in the coming months as they go through this, well... I believe Scott referred to it as a metamorphosis. I will certainly be keeping an eye on them, and of course, I will be posting any updates on VRPimp.com and following up here on the podcast as well. 
So I think that will about do it for this episode of the VR Pimp Podcast. I thank you for listening, and until next time, this is Scotty Velvet signing off.